Welcome to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble, powered by Carcia Resource Professional Consultant. Hello, everybody. This is Teresa W. Gamble, Courageous Conversations. We are keeping this amazing conversation going with Miss Tina Noble of the Noble One Credit Counseling. We're talking about those savvy credit strategies. And we got a boatload of information earlier, and we have some homework to do, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot take it slightly or lightly, and we can even do this with our children. So don't think it's just all for you. You need to invest this knowledge and information in your children. So now we're going to continue the conversation with Miss Tina Noble. We're going to break down what is a FICO score. All right, Miss Tina Noble, welcome back. And help us understand what we're going to get into now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. So what we're about to get into, you got to know what you got, right? So people don't, people hear FICO. They hear that word all the time. What exactly is a FICO score, right? Well, FICO score is a recording um, through all three. Well, it's more than three credit bureaus, to be honest with you. There are quite a few, but it's a recording of everything that you have ever applied for, asked for credit for, um, uh, any and everything. It's a combination of all of that built into, uh, when it's reported, it goes into whatever scoring system that that particular company has, and it creates this score for Mm -hmm. you, right? But all you need to know is that what your FICO score consists uh, oh, right. Okay. So we have 30% that consists of the amount owed on different trade lines that you have open. 30%. Okay. You have 35% is going towards your payment history, how you've been paying those open trade lines. Okay. You have 10% that goes towards any new credit that you have tried to get or have recently obtained. Mm -hmm. Then you have 15% that goes towards the length of credit history. So how long have you had these open trade lines? And then 10% is just considered a credit mix. Wow. And that credit mix means what type of trade lines you have open. Are um, Are they revolving trade lines? Revolving just simply means that I give, it's a credit card. Got it. I give you um, $1,000. You can pay, use it, pay it. And every time you pay it down, you still have that same $1,000 or whatever is your balance. So that's a revolving credit line. It, it continues, meaning once you pay down whatever the amount is that you owe, you can continue to use it. It never closes unless, of course, you wind up defaulting on it. Uh, a fixed trade line is one that is like your mortgage. It's fixed for however long of a period of time. Your auto loans is fixed for seven years, whatever. And usually fixed means, and this can be crafty, but usually fixed means that it's the same amount of payment each month. It's the, that payment amount is the same. When I said crafty is because depending on what type of mortgage loan you might have, your payments might 
fluctuate here and there. Depending on what type of auto loan you might have, your payments might fluctuate, but generally they don't. But, you know, if you go into like leasing and stuff like that, then right. you might have different added add-ons that might, you know, go towards your payment. So that is your whole mix. That is what consists of your FICO score. What trade lines you have, how long you've had them open, the payment history on them, the um, any new credit, how recent was it, um, and then a mix. Is it a fixed or is it a revolving you know, open trade line? That's good to know. That is real good to know. So are there any expiration dates um, with this um, FICO mix for someone who just do not establish new credit, they just constantly pay cash. What happens when they try to go back to the credit world and there's no credit history? Then just re it's so easy to reestablish yourself right now. It's very easy. They have apps online that you can literally, it works like a, a open trade line for you. So they have different types of apps that you can use. They have, um, you, you know, they have secured credit cards that okay. you can go and do. And secured just means that they require you to put a deposit down. With most secured credit cards, whatever is the amount of your deposit, that's going to be your credit limit. And how well you do in some, depending on who you're doing it with, some of them will, if you are maintaining that very well for like, say, a year, then they may actually cancel the secured part of it and then give you an actual unsecured wow. line of credit. A lot of banks do that. Um, if you are trying to do a secured card, I suggest check with your what whoever it is that you bank with, whether it's a bank or credit union, check with them first and foremost. Nine times out of 10, they do have some form of a secured account uh, that you can acquire. Um, and then there are other, a, a boatload of other ones that are out there that you can go on. That's when you use Credit Karma, okay? Because yes. Credit Karma will give you a guide based on your credit score. Uh, they will give you a guide of credit cards that would be beneficial for you to be able to apply to. And some of those are unsecured. It might be a low limit. But you got to start somewhere, right? Right, right. So if you can, it's, it's kind of like God. When you um, do right with what he gives you, the little that he gives you, then when you do right with that, then he'll bless you continuously with more or he'll increase your, you know, he'll increase you. So it's work, credit works the same way. If you, if it's a secured one and you have to get, or if it's even unsecured, but it's small, a two, $300 limit, uh, or something like that, that's fine because you have to start somewhere. It actually, it will condition you. It, remember, I was talking about discipline. It mm -hmm. will give you the patience. It will give you the knowledge of understanding how credit works. And then you can, um, then with, like I said, some of them will even, if you've done well over a small period of time, then they will then, you know, flip you over to an unsecured from the secured, you know, so. That's good. That's good to know. Now, you were mentioning some apps. So I've been seeing a lot on TV about this one called Self, where um, 
you can um, work on towards your credit score and they showed about this credit card. It's a nut. I've heard of credit karma. I've heard of credit sesame seed. Um, I've heard, I mean, all these different ones. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a bit confusing because a lot of them is they're selling a product, but is they really giving you the ROI, the return on the investment for really positioning your credit in the right place? Because everybody is so into their phones now. So I know you investigated Boost, which I have too, but it's this new one they got now called Self, S-E-L-L. I just looked it up. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out, I said, okay, I'm going to ask Miss Tina about this because it's a lot of apps coming out. And, you know, what is the ones that, you know, I know later in the series, we're going to get into which are the best apps to pursue. But what is the perspective? Is this an easier process or do we still need to stick to our old school way of building that credit? It's an easier process. I mean, that that the apps are designed, think of it, the apps were probably designed from somebody that was probably denied or had, you know, whatever credit issues themselves and they or they saw you know, a lot of people around them and they wanted to probably put something in place to kind of help them again. It's the apps do the same thing as the traditional ways. Okay. okay? Um, the apps are easier because you don't have to literally go into a bank and try to, you know, talk to someone and do whatever. They're not pulling your credit when you do the apps. Okay. What I suggest, even with banks, even with, you know, online traditional credit card companies, um, even with the apps, look at the reviews, Mm. read, get in the habit of reading the review, reading up on it, Google it. (laughs) It's at your fingertips, Google it and read the reviews from consumers, other people that have used it, see what their complaints are, see what they like about it. Um, the same with credit card companies. When you are, when you are um, out there on the hunt for the right credit card for you and your situation, read the reviews. You have to. When you're doing it the traditional way, understand that a lot of these companies might charge you a yearly annual fee. Mm. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes when you when your credit is so destroyed that you are in the process of rebuilding it, sometimes you have to those fees um to get you to where it is that you're gonna go. Use them as stepping stones. Okay, um, is the main goal is to get some credit that's gonna be reporting to the credit bureaus for you to reestablish or to establish your credit history. So if you've been out of the game for a long time, you you know, you kind of used to do credit and for whatever reason you transitioned to cash and you've been in that cash world and cash is good because cash is discipline too. If you don't have the came back, right? Okay. Okay. So, so if you don't have the cash, you can't buy it, but with the cash, um, you're able to, you know, that's when you get into your wants and needs. Mm, that's good. So cash allows you to assess your wants and your needs. 
because if you don't have it, then it it, it can't is it might be a won't, but if you don't have the money for it, then you can't do it. Or you might want it, but you need this. Right. So you gotta weigh your options and see which one are you gonna go with. You know, during the trend during the pandemic, and even probably before the pandemic, when prices, you know, inflation is about to go up, we're about to get hit with an inflation increase. And people were at that point where they had to decide if they were going to go to work and they didn't have money or you only had so much money. Do I put gas in my car or do I put food on my table? Yeah, making a choice. A want, need. Both of those are need. Mm -hmm. Which need is greater? Right. You know, and you have to, you know, it, it strips you and brings you down to the bare necessities of what it is. And it makes you have to reevaluate. It makes you have to look at things. But but I say getting back to the, the, the apps. Right. Any way that you can save money is a beautiful thing. Any way that you can rebuild credit is a beautiful thing. But just really pay attention to the um, consumers that have chosen to um, put forth their opinions, their experiences, and share that with you. Um, and take heed to it. Now, you got some people that's just never satisfied. And mm -hmm. you, you can read between the lines. If this is somebody that's just expecting to get so much, you know, for free, <laughs> that they don't want to put in their own elbow grease. Right. Or if they have legitimate gripes and concerns. And you just have to read that. That's good. That's good to know. So for those individuals that's inter interested in taking that deep dive and want to start um, fixing their credit, rebuilding their credit, or kickstarting their credit, what's the next steps? How can they connect with you? What do they need to have prepared before they even reach out to you for your guidance? You don't have to. Just have prepared in your mind that this is something that you seriously want to do. That's good. Okay? Reach out to me. I am on, uh, reach out to me through email T the noble one. That's the number one at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to me through Facebook or, um, on Facebook it's under the noble, the noble one credit counseling, um, on Instagram, it is under Tina noble. That's Tina Noble or the Noble One. And just reach out to me and we can get you set up. We can get you on your way. We can get you um, just with the necessary tools that you need so that you can start your journey. And it's a beautiful journey. It's a, you know, it's intimidating to a degree because a lot of people, you know, it's intimidating because now you have to face yourself you have to face the facts you know you have to deal with the truth and um so that can be intimidating for some people um but it's a beautiful journey once you learn it once you know it it can carry you so far it, again you know there are times when we will have hiccups in life but you have to it's not about the hiccup it's about how you respond to it and how you bounce back from it right that's good that's good. So I have a question. Can consumers pull their FICO scores? Because a lot of times when we pull our credit report, their FICO score is not there. 
Yeah. Here's the thing with that. You can pull your FICO score, but you're going to pay for it. So that's something that you will have to pay for. Even through the credit bureaus, you can pull your FICO score from each of the credit bureaus, but you will they they do charge you for it. And I'm not sure what the charge is. I want to say one might be about nine or ten dollars. Another one might be twenty dollars or something. I'm not sure, but you can definitely pull it. Um, just understand that you want your FICO, not your credit score, because they're two different things. They're two different numbers. And a lot of people will pull their credit score thinking it's their FICO score. And then when they're sitting in front of a professional, whether a loan officer or whatever, they find out, no, that was just your credit score. That has that's that wow. was associated with your FICO score, but that's not your FICO score. Mm. That's interesting. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. So I know a lot has changed and I know you gave us a credit score range earlier from 349 to about 850 and 900. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're in that sweet spot, um, has that changed since the pandemic? Have you seen those scores or those numbers fl- fluctuate since the pandemic? Oh, great, greatly, greatly. If you, um, if again, if you were a afforded the opportunity to have a moratorium on your mortgage, on your car, or your student loans, um, then your score should not have changed too much because that was something that was, you know, kind of mandated to a degree, you know, to kind of help eliminate. But a lot of landlords couldn't afford to, you know, work with that. They need, right. you know, landlords, they need their money because that's how they live. That's how they pay their mortgages. That's how they pay things. Um, so, um, you know, if you weren't afforded that, then that's when you need to definitely reach out and try to contact the companies. You have to work with your landlord, even if you can work out some form of a payment plan or something like that. Where I live, they did not do a moratorium on the, um, when I say live, not the state, but my physical residence. Uh, I'm in an apartment and they did not, they did not go with that moratorium. So that, so in the first few months, they might have given leeway. And I don't know, because it's a probably a case by case scenario, I'm sure. Right. But, um, but no, I mean, again, I was afforded to be able to continue my payments, so I didn't have to fall into the um, group that had to, you know, ask those things. But um, but I know for a fact, because those that participated in it made sure that they sent out notices to all of their tenants. Got it. Got it. You didn't receive a notice from your landlord that you could forego X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and that means you are not part of that moratorium. That you still needed to pay. So that means that if you laid on your rent, it's gonna hit. It's gonna ding you. However, however they report it, that's how it's gonna go. You I know, makes sense. Makes people sense. still, yeah, people still got put out during it. You know, so it just is what it is. All right. So now we know that we have to reach out to Miss Tina Noble. We want to get those that system and that process set up um, as far as the forms that's necessary, that's required. 
Miss um, Tina says she provides you with that information. So if you are really serious and ready to, you know, boost your credit, this is a good time to do it, especially if you're unemployed or your hours have been reduced and, you know, you're taking a hit and you don't have the income that you had before the pandemic and you want to have some sustainability until you can get back on your feet. This is a good time to start working on your credit and getting those things structured and in place and build that best practice habits that Ms. Tina talked about. And then if it's not time yet for you to buy that house or buy that car, you know, because of the red flags are coming, you know, you may need to wait. But in the waiting, keep continuing to build your credit. Like she said, consistency, you know, making your payments on time, paying off of those small bills that, you know, you can get rid of off your credit that may position you even better to get a better deal. Absolutely, absolutely. So she, other, go ahead, Miss Tina. I was going to say one other thing. People have to know their, you have to know yourself. People know themselves. You know if you have self-control or not. You know what habits you have. If you have, if you're a shopaholic, if you can't, if you can't go in the store and leave out without buying something. Yeah. You know, you have to know what your triggers are. You have to know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, when you start going through your credit repair, you will get to learn yourself. And that's a whole nother thing. Like if you already know how you are, then that's great. But if you don't, then we, we got to assess that because you got to figure out what it is that's the problem to be able to correct it so that you can not be, you know, held to that problem anymore. So that's yeah. good to know. So you've heard it first right here on The Courageous Conversations with Teresa Gamble with Miss Tina Noble. The credit counseling um, expert with Savvy Credit Strategies. This is not the last time we're going to be talking with her. We got some other things we're going to talk about. Our next series is going to be about business credit and how it ties to our personal credit. So now I'm giving you the breadcrumbs. We need to get our personal credit straight. And we're talking about doing business or establishing business credit. Because when you don't have enough business credit, guess what they default and look at? Your personal credit. So you need to make sure you have those personal credit in order and taken care of. This Tina told us we need to be able to make sure we're recording these transactions, funneling things through our checking account so we can be able to show the evidentiary proof of consistent payment to boost our credit scores. She also told us what a FICO score was, how much the percentage breakdown, what is needed to boost your FICO score, and so much more. So I thank everyone for listening. I truly appreciate Miss Tina Noble for having this conversation, even while we're still in a pandemic, probably about the fourth phase now. So we can be able to keep our credit on check, even though we're operating and working differently. So if you want to reach out to Miss Tina Noble, how can they reach you, Miss Noble? You can go to T the Noble One. That's the number one at gmail.com. And Noble is N-O-B-L-E. You can reach me on Facebook through the Noble One Credit Counseling, or you can reach me on Instagram under Tina Noble. Thank you so much, Miss Noble. And always keep listening. 
We also want to let Black-owned businesses know that it's Courageous Conversation has sponsorship opportunities so you can get your message out for your products and services internationally. So reach out to us at info at crpcnow.com. Thank you for listening and stay connected. You've been listening to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble. Courageous Conversation is powered by Carcier Resource Professional Consultant. Will you like to be a guest and have your story, lesson, and best practice to be captured in an audio psychopedia? We are currently reviewing applications for future guests to join us. For more information and to be considered, please email info at crpcnow.com to request an application. Be not weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not. Galatians 6 and 9.